Before we get into today's episode, I've created a short questionnaire that will help me get to know you better. Those that fill out the questionnaire will get entered into a draw to win an Amazon gift card. So there's a link in the description for the episode. Click it, fill out the questionnaire, and I look forward to hearing your feedback. Now for today's episode. This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show and today I'm joined with Bogomil Stoev who is the marketing director of Seasonal Tokens. So we're talking all things decentralized cryptocurrency, Web3, crypto and all those kinds of things. So Bogomil, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much for having me, Michael. It's a great pleasure to be here. So I thought I'd start with actually how marketing has shifted from Web 2 to Web 3. So it might be worth explaining a little bit about what those two things are in case people don't know, and then how has marketing actually shifted since Web 3 became became what we experience now? Okay, okay. So um, first, like you said, I'm Bogomil. I have been doing marketing for um, more than, um, I would say, 14 years. I have been doing all types of uh, marketing, started with uh, affiliate marketing, go, I have then uh, been through um, email marketing, um, uh, what, um, also like uh, conversion rate optimization, uh, e-commerce marketing, Facebook marketing, Google marketing, and all types of, of marketing. I'm, maybe I'm forgetting some, some sort of a marketing here, but you know, they're very close to each other principle uh, like when we are talking about principles maybe just the the details are, are different here and there but as a whole they're they're very similar um and uh, lately for the last um, about uh, three years i have been doing mainly crypto marketing uh, some consultations here and there um in web 2 and also web 3 of course and um, I have been the, the CMO of Seasonal Tokens for um, about one year so far. And it was a, a, it is a great journey so far. Um, about your question, um, first of all, like I just mentioned, um, some people are thinking that there, there are a lot of differences between Web 2 and Web 3 marketing because um, some people believe that... Um, like Web3 um, is uh, something different, something that is not related to everything else, something that is uh, completely independent. And they forget that uh, uh, Web3 wouldn't exist without Web2, Web which means that they are very, um, very much connected in many ways. And uh, I have noticed this by many projects uh, no matter if we are talking about uh, the tokenomics, if we are talking about their marketing, if we are talking about their white paper, if if we are talking about their vision, uh, they are trying to build their, let's say, business because it's actually a business when you are building a, a project, right? Um, they forget that, um, like I said, Web three is not something which is not connected to the world. Um, and because of that, they make the mistake of not using the many years proven tactics and strategies from, from the web tool, no matter if we're talking about marketing, uh, business development, um, 
PR or anything like that. And that's why I believe this is one of the reasons why currently in this bear market, we have seen most of the projects dying or um, just the, the team is leaving the ship because they see that they won't be able to make it and they just uh, take the money and leave. So um, this is very much related to the difference between Web2 and Web3 marketing. Like I said, there is not, uh, not so much difference. There are some nuances here and there. And um, the main nuance and the main, um, how to say, focus that is a little bit different from the focus that is in Web2 is the, the community, community building site in, in Web3. Uh, what I mean by that is um, is that if you want to to build a long-term sustainable project, you need to build a sustainable long-term community. So you have to learn how to build a community, how to nurture the community, how to grow the community, how to make people happy in this community in order to achieve your business goals. Because we shouldn't forget that in the end of the day, um, your community um, is your share, shareholders, right? So it's it's like having your shareholders in your Discord or, or Telegram or whatever um, social chat platform you're using. So you have to be very careful how you're talking, what you're talking about, how you are acting and uh, things like that. So like I said, this is um, the, the main difference between Web3 and Web2. But... Uh, with one very big but. <laughs> and it is that actually one of the proven strategies to succeed in Web2 marketing is to actually build the community first and then build the product after that and sell it to this community. Why is that? Because uh, when you are building a product without having a community, you are basing your ideas, strategies, tactics, and everything based on a pure research on what you have read somewhere, what you have heard somewhere, what somebody has told you. But it is very different when you have a group of people, like 100 people or 1,000 people or more, that you can directly ask like what is the main pain point problem that you are having with this service or with uh, with this uh, with this strategy or in your life or in your work or with uh, Twitter or whatever um, your focus is is going to be. In this way, you can see the patterns you can slowly see what is actually the one main thing the the main pain point the the main and biggest problem that your community your target audience is having and then when you know that you can start asking questions related to this main problem and this way your community can build the product for you then you just have to gather all the pieces of the puzzle, give them to a developer or whoever is going to build the, the product and you have a completed, almost guaranteed to sell product because you have made it in a way 
that your community will love it. And then you just have to tell to your community, hey, guys and gals, I have something that I believe will solve your pain point because you have told me that you need this, 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 and this. And this product has all these things plus these five additional things which I believe will make your job even easier. And now you you are having a foot of sales and you have problems of uh, dealing how to scale your business that fast because everyone wants to, to have your product because you have made the perfect solution for their pain. And this is the same thing in Web3. It is uh, not that possible to build a product and try to sell to the Web3 community without having the community before that. And uh, this is something that I would say the Web2 world should learn from Web3 that we should start thinking in that direction of building the, the target market first, let's say, and then build the, the product. And then like it's very easy, I would say, to, to sell a product that is built by by the community because the community will become your marketing directors each of them will start selling your product by saying that uh, this is solving their problem to their friends to their family to their neighbors and you will not have to pay for a marketing and this is the best uh, advertisement uh, everybody knows that and it's it's a it's a free one so you uh, you you have complete uh, completed the the marketing marketing system without even having a marketing team just by talking with your community so this is something that um, a lot of uh, web3 businesses are also forgetting that they should constantly talk with their community about how to improve the product how to move it in a direction that is going to be the best for for the community because uh, as business owners, because I have been um, an entrepreneur for more than 14 years and I, I have made this mistake so many times, we think that we know everything about um, our target audience, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, we think that we know what's the best solution because uh, in some of the cases, we are the target audience, but we forget one very, very important thing. And it is that in the end of the day, we are just one person, right? Uh, and we are not going to build a product that is going to be used by only one person. If this is the case, then okay, it's fine to just uh, ask the questions to yourself and then build the product based on your answers. But if you are looking to build a product for thousands of people, then you you need to talk to at least 100 people to increase your chances to satisfy these 1,000 people. But still, there is a big difference between 1,000 people and 100. But uh, the difference is even bigger when we're talking about one person and 1,000 people. So this is um, something very, very important, which I think um, uh, Web3 founders should keep in mind. And the other thing about marketing is that, um, uh, which is very different with uh, from Web2, is that uh, uh, a lot of projects are counting really much on this, um, I call it stupid marketing tactic called <laughs> hype marketing. Yeah. Right? So you're hyping people, but in the end, 
you don't have a product that is going to keep this hype. And when people realize that it is just um, an empty marketing tactic without any backing behind, they start selling and they destroy your project, which brings us to the foundations. If you have bad foundations, no marketing can save you. Even the best marketing marketer in the world can save you. If you have a bad product, a product that doesn't solve a real problem, a real pain prob- uh, 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 a pain point, like sooner or later, people will, will realize that and they will sell everything and call you a scammer because your hype marketing has made them think that you actually have a product that solves uh, an, an issue, but in the end, it doesn't. And people are not that stupid. You you can make them believe and misle- mislead them for a month, two, three, or four, but on the fifth month, you are done, my friend, and very, uh, and you will be in a very, very bad situation, and maybe it won't be possible to to come back from it. That's why when we are starting, it's very important from a marketing st- standpoint to build a community, talk with this community, and work on our product so it can fit this community and after that when we have um, made everything possible to fit our product to our community then and we launch it of course then we can start doing the standard types of marketing tactics marketing tactics which are of course uh, pr stuff banner advertising email campaigns uh, being on different uh, communities talking about your uh, your project, which uh, which is called cross promotions, uh, Twitter marketing, Discord marketing, all the tactics that already exist in in Web two. But like I said, first you have to start with building a great product, and then um, you shouldn't forget that Web three is actually the next step of web two and it's not something that is not connected to anything i found that there's a lot more whether you want to call it smarter or skeptical people that's on the rise i found and people want to know more before they buy something they want to make sure that they can fully trust you before they can invest all that tends to stop people from investing or buying or committing and they really want to know as deep as they're able to know about what it is that they're buying before they buy it it makes me think as well how can someone build a community before then selling it because if you think of skepticism some people may not join the community because they think you're going to sell them something later on and then you've got okay what would you build a community around before you then create a product or a service for it. So if you think of community building, they're two big stumbling blocks for people. It's okay, people are skeptical, they may not join because they think you're going to sell them something afterwards. And then you've got, okay, what would people actually build a community around? Like if you can't build it around a product right now, what can you build the community around? Everything starts with one word. Michael, and it is the word value. 
if you have a product in your mind that you want to build, it's going to be some sort of a value, something that is going to be a solution for something. And if you don't want to talk about this product at all from the from the beginning, you you just want to to build a community and then start from there. The the thing that you can do is to figure out a way to uh, actually there is a step before that, and it is to figure out what would be the target audience for this idea that you're having in your mind and then figure out a way to attract this target audience to your discord for example or to your telegram by not talking about a product but just by providing value for example if you are going to build uh, a trading crypto trading uh, platform which is somehow connected to its tokens. Like, for example, you have to buy the tokens in order to, to start trading in this software. And uh, if a lot of people are using this software, this means that the price of the tokens is going to increase. In that case, uh, your target market is going to be probably traders. So in that case, you can make a group with traders by, um, by offering free signals for trading, free guides for better trading, um, uh, free uh, you uh, case studies, how you have achieved a specific results by following a specific strategy, or you can create a, a free, for example, um, trade indicator or something like that, which is somehow related to your end product. So you can still give value to these people. You're not saying anything about the product. Only you know that you're going to launch a product. And when these people come to get the, the guide, for example, or to start seeing your trade signals, you can start, you can start asking them uh, very softly things like, um, uh, like when, uh, when you are using your trading platform, uh, are there some things that you don't like? Are there things that you would like to see in a trading platform? And make them feel that they're participating in a, a street discussion, like street call. It's not an interview. It's just a, a friend discussion. And this way, um, there is a bigger chance for them to actually tell you the truth without putting any barriers. Because, you know, when you are market to someone and they feel it, they put their barriers, which sometimes and actually very often stops them from telling you all that they think about something. And this something in many cases is the gold thing that you need to implement in your product in order to make it a substantial success. So um, this is the main thing. First, you need to figure out what is going to be the target audience of this product, then come up with different ways to attract it with value, and then become friends with, with these guys and gals by giving even more value and inviting them to participate in different discussions 
which are somehow indirectly related to your product idea. It actually takes me back, Bogomil, to the early days of when I used to get spammed with Bitcoin emails all the time. And when I say all the time, I mean multiple times every single day. Emails were slightly different in terms of the email addresses. The emails were identical. And it's making people lose trust in something before it's even really started. And that's probably why they created a deficit of trust in community building before they even started. So if you can imagine shooting yourself in the foot before then trying to run a race, it's not going to go well. And I think that could be one of the the issues that started off when they first started. And that can be quite difficult to then rebuild in like a, you know, years to build a reputation, seconds to destroy it kind of situation that people find themselves in. I found that it can be hard in a space that relies on trust and community building to be able to do that. It's so hard to build trust and so hard to build a sense of authority or credibility because there's nothing quite like, is there, when you realize that you're serving your friends or Mm. you've got family that might be interested in the thing that, that you're doing. Some of those people have some of the least trust and faith in you. And it's because they know you, because they're close enough to you to think, well, you're just a person. You're you're the same as me kind of thing. Why would I do it? And it makes me wonder, can it be too relied upon? The whole community trying to build friendships and meaningful connections. And some of the most meaningful connections I know, we have fun and games every single day. If I then suddenly say I'm starting a business, they go, well, I'm not going to invest in that because we're friends. Like, and same thing with the whole friend discount thing that they used to say, you know, oh, I'm your friend, can I get a discount? No, you should be the person that pays full price because you want to support the business, not expect discounts just because we're, we're friends. It's a weird relationship that some people have with their connections. Maybe it lowers the credibility the closer you get to the person or the thing that it is. But then there are so many people out there that also go to family-run businesses, go to a business because they are your friends. It's like a weird swings and roundabouts kind of thing where it's good in some ways, but then negative in others. And I, I just wonder what your take is on all of that, whether the pros still outweigh the cons, whether you think it's about having people at a certain level of closeness or relationship, but then not go any closer than that, because that's when the credibility starts to, to wane a little bit. What are your thoughts on all of that? Uh, you are making a very, very great point that um, actually there is um, a line that if it is crossed, maybe some of the people will become, like you said, um, the same people that that will ask you um, daily about a discount. Uh, Otherwise, they they will not join. But uh, I wouldn't call these friends, actually. Like uh, I have been in a similar situation when a friend has started a business and the product was interesting. Um, I just pulled the trigger and and bought, bought the the product just because i need it just because he's my friend and i wanted to to support him and i think that this is the the way to do it like you said by paying the full price and i have even uh, 
uh, seen somewhere somewhere uh, someone has said not the full price but actually double the price right? <laughs> i was just thinking that <laughs> <laughs> this is the support like not paying what everyone is paying but um the the thing that i uh, i believe can make the difference when you are friends with someone like first of all um we have to be honest here building a, a real friendship through a camera is not a real friendship right you have to see the person in real to to feel his or her energy to touch this person like through camera like um, metaverse and things like that i'm so sorry i'm in this world but it's not the same like it is different uh some people are trying to convince uh, ourselves that uh, ourselves that is the same but come on it, it can be the same at least for now maybe in the future when we became uh, all of us became ais and robots maybe it will be the <laughs> same yeah. yeah but but for now it is not so uh this is the first thing that i want to mention like you can't build that strong relation with someone only through camera or even some uh, through chat, but this is the first thing. And the second, which is the more important thing is that before becoming a friend with someone, you need to become the authority. Before you start trying to become friend with someone, you have to show them that you know your stuff, that it is worth following you. and. It, if this happens, then everyone will want to be a friend of yours. But this doesn't mean that for you, these people are friends. Because uh, in order to keep your authority, um, there will be always a, some sort of a line, like uh, some sort of uh, 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 something that limits your connection with this person because he or she knows that you are a little bit more than him or her and it will be an honor for him or her to uh to to call yourself a friend and everybody knows that like even if you're talking uh every week with uh, for example tony robbins i'm sure that you have heard this name like this doesn't mean that he's your friend right like it's rarely this this the case but if uh, tony robbins tomorrow comes to you and say, hey, Michael, I have a new product that is going to solve the problem that we have been talking about with you that you are having. And I can guarantee you that it will solve you this problem. And if it doesn't, I'll give you all the, the money back. Are you going to join? Of course, without any hesitation, right? Yeah. And you can still call this person a friend because you have been talking with with this person for for quite some time even through only chat so it's um how to say um if um i'm in this situation i wouldn't be that worried about this if someone doesn't want to buy my product because i'm his friend or her friend then um this is definitely not my target audience and I haven't found a way to satisfy his or her pain point in the best possible way if he is or she is asking for a discount. 
And let me tell you something. Um, so, uh, uh, let's say secret that um, a lot of marketers don't know. And it is this, that actually people are searching for a discount only if they don't believe that the price that they are going to pay is fair for the thing that they're going to receive in an exchange. For example, if I'm selling a phone that has all the contacts of the Hollywood stars that exist and you are a big Hollywood star and I, and I tell you, Michael, I'm selling this phone for $2,000 and you have the personal phone numbers of Jim Carrey, Tom Hanks, and all the Hollywood stars, do you want to buy it? Right? I'd probably consider it, but as you say, I would also, because I couldn't necessarily connect the value of having those phone numbers as well. Like if I wasn't in the, the world, in the industry, I wouldn't necessarily know what I could do with that. I would need that in the marketing beforehand, wouldn't I? So how you would promote it, you would connect where they currently are to why the phone is valuable. What could you do with it? How could you connect with them? What kind of projects would you be able to start with these contacts and these phone numbers? Try and paint the picture for me. I would probably be more likely to not ask for a discount because I could actually connect with the value of it so in that company's marketing i'm thinking okay well that's what they would want to convey they'd want to be able to paint a picture for people that don't already know try and think of okay what could they do with this phone what could they actually put together what could their life be like as a result of buying this phone you know obviously from like me it'd probably be more valuable to me than for someone that doesn't have a show or doesn't get involved with films and movie production and those kinds of things then you start targeting the people where they won't ask for a discount because it's more valuable for them so no matter how friendly they get with you they'd actually want it even more because they feel like they can trust you more more likely to believe in the marketing and the message that you're putting out and that just increases the value as opposed to decrease it so what is the big justification for all this then why do people try and connect with people in a deeper way? And then how do you look at it as a skeptic? If you're someone that's on the outside of this and they're listening to this podcast and now they're like, oh, well, I can't believe anything that I, I see or read or hear then because they're just doing this to, in air quotes, manipulate me into joining their community because they're thinking that I would buy something from them. Would this not have a detrimental effect then if someone is, in the know or someone is aware of all of this are they more likely to get involved or less likely to because of everything that we've spoken about it sounds like it can put people off as much as bring people in um yeah if they hear that uh probably they may start um asking themselves like uh, is it worth it in the end but um first of all uh i think that um if I was going to sell a phone to you, maybe uh, I would put other contacts inside. Maybe some of the biggest uh, podcast uh, stars or the like, for example, Joe Rogan inside the phone. Um, 
this would be more than enough to, um, I suppose, to fire your uh, ambition to have this phone. But to your question um, about people feeling manipulated or something like that, let me ask you this question. If I'm going to give you a tool that is going to improve the profitability of your trade, uh, trades with just 10% and you are a daily trader and this is how you earn your money every day, aren't you going to be interested to, to get this tool? I think I probably would. But then, similar to what we've been discussing, I want to know more about probably how they would do that. So how would the tool help? What would it actually do? Would it... Because if I'm knowledgeable in the industry, I'd be able to understand the how a little better as well. So I would want to understand it a bit more if it was me. Yeah, absolutely. And um, of course, I'm not going to post, a, 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 for example, a LinkedIn post I have a tool that is increasing your uh, trading profitability with 10%. This is not a, a good sales message, like it's an amateur sales message. I'm talking about uh, a good written sales message where I have explained how you can use this tool. For example, you uh, go to um, whatever trade platform there is. I'm not a trader, so I can't name uh, a platform, but you go to this platform, then you just um, implement this tool. After that, you set it up by following these steps and you are done. You Now you just need this tool to download it from um, our website and then to follow the steps that I just mentioned in order to, um, to start trading prof uh, more profitable. And, and that's all. But in order to get this free tool, which is 100% free, you should go here and uh, we'll give it to you for, for, for nothing, just for joining our Discord community, which is full with uh, other traders. We daily share our um, strategies, tips, and so on. So there is an uh, immerse uh, value in this community. So like if you feel manipulated, then um, you will be left behind and people don't want to be left behind. Like uh, it's up to you to, to decide if you want to become better in something, if you want to be in um, um, somehow informed about the latest developments in uh, blockchain or trading or whatever it is. And you always have to go somewhere, right? If it is in blockchain, you go to Cointelegraph. So you're part of the Cointelegraph community because they have a way to, um, after that, market to you because you have been on their website. So uh, we are living in this world where we uh, we have the choice to follow the value or just to follow the ads or the uh, or follow the ads that are selling us a value. And I'm always more than happy to follow ads that are providing me value, a way to make my life better and easier than just ads that are selling me something that doesn't make sense at all. 
I think that's where it builds in the idea of utility, isn't it? Where you're not just investing in stocks or pictures or videos or NFTs or whatever it is, but there's some kind of utility or use for it. And I know you're actually a proponent of that not being as big of a deal as people think it is. So talk to us a bit about the idea of utility in crypto marketing, Web3, and what your argument is for it not being the biggest value proposition that people can have. Yeah, so um, like we talked before we started the recording, there is a, a very nice uh, belief that for a project to succeed, it should have a strong utility. Like actually not one, it should has it should have thousands of utilities in order to to become successful. Otherwise, um, it doesn't make to to succeed. But actually, there are so many factors that affect the price of a project, and especially its success that it's um, in, in enormous. The thing is that um, some sometimes uh, we, I mean, human beings we try to to make complex things look simple so we can understand them or uh, mislead ourselves that we understand them so we can participate in them. And this is a similar case with, with the utility. And um, when I'm saying that uh, utility in some cases is not the most important thing, I want to bring a very interesting paradox, which I'm pretty sure it's not that popular and it is called the the paradox of value um there is a person called adam smith who is um, often considered the classic presenter of this paradox but it has appeared as early as Poitou's era so it is pretty old i would say um and what this um paradox is is saying is that even if we accept that water has um, a lot more utility, many, many times more utilities than diamond, actually the price of the diamond is many, many times more expensive than the price of, of water when there, there are not so many use cases of, of the diamond. So here comes the paradox. Why in that case, water has such a low price and the diamond has such a big price when diamonds don't have that many use cases. And it's a similar thing with, with the cryptocurrencies. And the answer is very simple. It's not only because of the utility. <laughs> Actually, sometimes factors like the price of production or the price of getting something can affect the buying price of this thing in the way that it can outperform in many many times in many times the utility factor and when i'm saying this i'm talking about the water diamond paradox because it is much easier to to get water these days in most of the places in the world, not everywhere, of course, but almost everywhere in the world, it is much harder to um, to, to get diamonds. Um, and at the same time, 
the the tools that are needed which means the 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 hardware <laughs> like in in blockchain um in crypto like the mining machines are much more expensive than the tools that you need to uh to get water so here comes the the price of production right so when you combine this they they are uh much more expensive than um actually the um the um not that they're they're much more expensive when we talk about diamonds than when we can uh, talk about water and and then when for example the person that is mining the diamonds of course he or she wants to to get to get his or her money back or make some sort of a profit which means that he or she is going to to sell this for for a higher price than the price that he has paid for for the tools that he has used so that's why the price for for a diamond is higher than the price of a water and there are also other factors like for example the the speculation side of things nobody is speculating with water these days there was time actually in history when when it uh there was a very uh, very big speculation about the the water which immediately pushed the price up of of the water like when they have been talking on every news that the uh, the the water is um, is finishing like there is a chance we not to be able to uh, to buy water in the next days the 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 price of water just shoot it to to the stars and we have seen something similar I mean, when we talk about the speculation these days, when when there was the problem with the coronavirus, people have been thinking that the toilet paper will be over. <laughs> toilet paper. Yeah, someone has made this rumor that the toilet paper is going to be gone very soon, which empty all the shelves with toilet paper and the price of toilet paper also skyrocketed at the same time this is a speculation and we're not talking about the utility like you know uh when the coronavirus has arrived i'm pretty sure that people ha uh, haven't invented new ways of using toilet paper right <laughs> no no so there, there 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 wasn't a new utility for for a toilet paper but people have been buying it in in very big quantities so there's the other thing uh, as a factor so you see that um, again utility can't play in this game then we have the the network like how many people are actually using this uh, this product let's call it a product or a thing or whatever it is in the case of um, of water because it is much cheaper many people are using it like many many a lot more people than those that are using the diamonds right but at the same time the price of water is steep is still cheaper in some cases for example um if you uh if we are talking about um, another product which doesn't have 
so much utility. Like for example, it has only one utility. Um, let's say we have a glass and you can use it only to drink water from it, but we have millions of people that are interested in this utility because this is the only way for them to drink water. There is no other way to drink water then, and you can trade this for uh, for some other things. Like, for example, you can buy a computer with your glass, and uh, and a computer costs a lot more than this glass. In the end, the price of the of the glass will become much higher because there are many people that want to have this glass so they can have a computer because that's the only way to have a computer. So. This is how actually the the network, the how big is the network, can affect the price without any change in the utility in the end. So, like I said, there are many factors that can affect the price, and sometimes some of these factors can have a bigger impact, sometimes sometimes a smaller impact. But this makes the price prediction much more complex and we as human beings prefer things to look simple so we we can find the the logical connections between everything but when we are talking about uh, a cryptocurrency there are so many factors behind its price that it is hard to say with uh, full certainty what is going to be is it going to go up or is it going to be down just because it has great utility doesn't mean that it will be pushed to to the stars right because we know that bitcoin if you think about that bitcoin has one main utility and it is as a an investment asset right almost no one is using it to to buy water in the in the store like there are people that are saying that bitcoin is a great currency to to trade stuff like buying um buying shirts or um buying other types of quotes in the store but how many people are actually doing that compared to the amount of people that are buying bitcoin for for an investment so i would say that the main utility of bitcoin is as an investment and that's why actually the utility of bitcoin it's not the main thing that is affecting the price we know that the main thing that is actually the two main things that are affecting the price of bitcoin uh are, are not that much related to the utility because it's one thing and the, these two things are the halving which means the price of production, which changes with every halving. And second, the speculation. And of course, the third factor, which will affect the price even more, is when more people start buying Bitcoin. And of course, don't sell it after that. But if they buy it and hold it, then because there is a limitation of the amount of Bitcoins that exist, and it is not like gold, diamonds, and everyone uh, is finding new uh, depots with uh, with these uh, gems in in the world. You you know that there are only twenty one 
million bitcoins and and that's all you can find more and that's and that's why if more people are buying and keeping the bitcoin this can affect the price more even if tomorrow someone decides to add something as an additional utility to to bitcoin so it sounds like there are more things out there that dictate value more than just the use case or what you would use it for and it sounds like that's that's part of the the issue when you're starting a business or you're wanting to create something in the crypto space because a lot of people tend to lean towards what the service is or what the product is or what the utility is rather than okay we build the community first you build the network first and then we we use the supply and the demand to encourage the cost to go up versus it trying to make it a life-changing thing it almost completely relies on supply and demand which you can use media to create the speculation aspect and it's all about trying to encourage the supply and demand curve to go in your favor rather than not it doesn't really matter what it is as long as the demand outstrips the supply in, in that case yeah um absolutely and um one very interesting uh example with this issue with the utilities that uh, when I'm um, explaining seasonal tokens to, to people and I tell them that the project, the tokens, they have only one utility, only one. And it is to be an investment asset. And that's all. You can use it for payments like like Bitcoin or almost everything else. But that's not the main thing. It's the investment asset as a utility. And people start asking me, like, is that is is that all? Anything else? Like only investment asset? Really? <laughs> yeah. And I um I explain when I explain to them this concept of the uh, water and diamond paradox, they start thinking that actually it makes sense to to do one thing perfectly than 100 things in an average way right because the uh, uh you somehow um doesn't um like you you're trying to make people to focus on many times on, on many things at the same time which is impossible like you can you can't be the best in uh in running uh programming uh in flying in building uh, buildings in uh, uh creating uh, um softwares in uh like uh being professional uh motorcyclist or something like that it's impossible there are a few examples in the history for great uh, athletes that have been good in two three sports at the same time uh, but in reality, in order to be really good in something, it's not possible to be perfect, of course. To be really good, to be a, a, a real expert, in most of the cases, you should focus on one thing. And it's the same thing in, in marketing. You can't be the best in all types of marketing. That's impossible. Like probably if you can live 400 years, then it would be possible to, to be good at four <laughs> different types of, of marketing. <laughs> right but because you are limited to about 100 years so far 
maybe one or two types of marketing this is what you should focus but still if you focus on only one there is a hard chance to to become the best than if you focus on on two and this is why where we ha we have been building the the project actually the the lead developer this has been his concept to to be the best crypto asset crypto thing crypto token that people can use as an investment asset because if you think about it one of the reasons bitcoin to be that successful is because it is a great investment option and people are how to say very interested actually the demand for an investment for something that can grow over time something that can make your wealth bigger without you doing anything is enormous like this demand is going bigger and bigger every day because more and more people realize that they don't want to work their whole life and the only way to achieve that is by finding an investment tool asset or whatever it is that can give them this otherwise with their work only by working it's not possible to to become wealthy like there there is uh, there was a saying that uh, i don't know a person that has become rich by working but i know many people that have become rich by investing i, I don't know who have said that but uh, i totally believe in it so like i said um the demand for growing your wealth without doing anything is going to explode soon i suppose especially uh when the inflation is exploding too more people will, will realize that like just working it's not going to put enough food on on your table so you'll need to find a way to to grow your wealth and it's not possible to work uh, 27 hours per day so you have to find something that can do the work while while you are also working and the only way is by investing so that's why um when i explain this to to people um when they're asking about why you are having only one utility in your project like their 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 eyes become really big because this is when they say aha it makes total sense why i haven't realized that before and of course it is because uh it, it is uh for for the reason that there are some people like me who have been clever enough to convince you that it you have to look for other things when you are making your choice but um the lead developer he has been thinking in the right direction you need to build something that is perfect in one thing and then everything else will become easier well it sounds like you're helping people make more informed decisions and choices and that no doubt will transfer over to investment choices investment decisions and helping people grow their the money essentially as you said without having to physically work for for it and i wonder if 
that's been in a way because of the pandemic you know people losing their jobs people losing their homes people having to move probably homelessness increased and things like that and it's becoming a difficult world at that time to the point where people are trying to think for other options and other suggestions of of how to live and survive because those that are unaware hopefully you're aware of this if you're listening to this show but very little is is free out there and you've got to get by and pay your bills and live the life that you want to live and not a lot is free these days and your ability to have the money to be able to afford the life that you want to live can make all the difference and uh, it's always helpful if you can do that without having to physically work for it so Bogomil it's been great to have you on really enjoyed the conversation talk to us a bit about seasonal tokens and your social media how can people get involved and yeah I've enjoyed having you on yeah uh, absolutely so um, first I want to say a big thank you for, for having me on, on the show it was a great great pleasure to discuss all these topics with you um, if people decide to join uh, seasonal tokens, I have to say that there are no promises here that you'll become a millionaire or something like that. It's, uh, you know, crypto is a very risky thing. So nothing should be considered as a financial advice and you should do your own research. But if you are excited, but uh, from what you just heard, then go to seasonaltokens.com and um, learn more about the project, ask questions in our Discord or Telegram community. And only if you are sure that you realize what the project is all about, then maybe then only then you should consider joining the the project. Otherwise, it may be risky for you. And I I believe that this is the the way people should um, go when they are deciding if they're going to join a project or or not but uh, in all cases it's not it's always worth a look to check an innovative projects and i believe seasonal tokens is is one so seasonaltokens.org um and um, if they have any questions they can come to our discord or telegram we would be more than happy to to answer them Thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Those that are listening, feel free to subscribe, share the show, tell others, and also leave a review wherever you are listening in to your podcasts. Bogomil, thanks for joining me, and I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much.